Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Monday edition. It's Valentine's Day. It's the day after the Super Bowl. There's probably some people out there that are either hungover or will be hungover soon after your Valentine's Day dinners and celebrations. We appreciate all of you hanging out with the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show as we embark upon another week, another 15 hours with all of you. And so, Buck, I watched the Super Bowl. And congratulations to the L.A. Rams and Matthew Stafford. But the biggest takeaway I had from the Super Bowl is you had 75,000-ish people inside of SoFi Stadium. There was a mask mandate in place. And when they showed all the celebrities on television, whether it was Jay-Z, whether it was Ben Affleck and J-Lo, Charlize Theron, LeBron James... Again, with L.A. Mayor Garcetti getting caught without his mask on, no one in the entire stadium wore masks. And so for every American out there who watched, and something like 100 million-ish Americans on average watch the Super Bowl every year, which is twice as many people as virtually watch any other televised event anymore in this country, I don't understand how you could watch that game which was played in an utterly normal fashion, and then be forced, after seeing all those tens of thousands of people inside of the stadium, after seeing football players tackle each other left and right, and I know a lot of people don't watch football every weekend, so it's a little bit of a uh, a, a jarring moment to, to, to see that big of a crowd, depending on where you live, all unmasked. I don't understand how any parent in America had to, this morning, put their kids in a mask, and send them off to school. It is child abuse. There is no way to defend it. It is without any basis in reality. And when you see something as normal as the Super Bowl that went on in L.A., and I can speak to the scene in L.A. all week, Buck, because I was there. I was asked for a vaccine passport 
to show proof of vaccination, which I didn't have one time. Otherwise, I could go into any bar. I could go into any restaurant that I wanted to all throughout L.A. How in the world are the kids who are at the least danger from COVID based on scientific data the only people that are still being required in many parts of the country to wear masks? There is a final recognition that's coming upon so many people, I think now, Clay, that mandates, mandates and restrictions were arbitrary and useless. And that's going to be a hard thing for many people to swallow over time when they realize this. That's a different thing from saying that for some people getting the shot, as we've said all along, lowers their individual risk. But as a means of stopping the virus, remember, Biden didn't say his promise wasn't I'm going to give you the ability to protect yourself from the virus. It was shut down the virus and not shut down the economy. That was the big line, right? Shut down the virus means it's done. It's not spreading. It's gone. That didn't happen even a little bit, despite all the mandates and all the madness that they put everybody through. And in the case of schools and children and the mask mandates that continue on to this day, you have to ask yourself, how could this even be possible? Anybody with even a passing familiarity with the risk data would know and would tell you right away adults are at much higher risk from this. You know, uh, 10x, maybe 100x. Then it's depending on, you know, the age of the adult, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s is different than 50s, 60s, 70s. But I'm sure there were plenty of people that were in the high risk category who were in that Super Bowl event last night. And our point is not to say everybody should be masked up, of course. It's to point out that this is all just arbitrary and capricious and stupid. And there are more and more people, I think, that are recognizing this. And it's just turned into... You know, there's a few there's different mindsets, right? So we can't say there's one thing. I mean, of the people that were at the Super Bowl last night, some of them maybe go home and mask their kids today for school thinking, well, you know, I just I, children can't make decisions for themselves. So we have to do this for them. Others maybe go home and say, I'm an adult. I'm you know, I'm important. So I don't have to go through this. But for a lot of them, Clay, I think it's just they don't want to they don't want to take a step that would make them recognize that what they've been doing all along was just a joke and what they've been yelling at people for and shaming people for. You know, I told you that it's, uh, there's a, there's talks about the no fly list now being expanded, maybe to include people that get rowdy on planes, you know, get get a little bit violent on planes. People are getting violent on planes because they're in a very stressful, uncomfortable, hyper uh, you know, vigilant environment in so many ways. You know, do this, can't sit, must stand, must sit, must and they can't breathe normally. And there's no scientific basis for this, even the sea. So we're all we're seeing it all. It's all slowly falling away. But, Clay, they don't want it to fall away on anything except their own terms. And they also don't want it to be permanent. That's the big yeah. problem I see. I think the, the challenge here, and look, uh, you're right. If you want to send your kid in a mask to school for the rest of this year and you want to start off next year doing it, I think you should have the right to do so. But what is ridiculous is the idea that you should be mandating it. And I just, I can't even imagine. I was just in California all last week. I can't even imagine being a California parent who just watched the Super Bowl take place in my city, 
who just saw that there were virtually no masks present inside that entire stadium, and then you're going to make me put my kid, my five-year-old, in a mask and send them off to kindergarten? I mean, it is it is the definition of child abuse. And what we're essentially saying when you look and see what adults are able to get away with is adults are able to make their own decisions and flout rules that they feel don't apply to them or shouldn't apply to them. And we don't have any issue with it. But kids, if your child refuses to wear a mask, I mean, in Northern Virginia, they don't get allowed into the school. If your kid refuses to wear a mask in California, the parents get called and eventually it turns into a major issue. And I just don't understand, to me, I don't understand how every Republican uh, in the country right now isn't standing up. It's past time to have done so, but aggressively against the idea of masking kids. And that particularly is the case when you consider it in the context of the larger issues that are at play out here, where I think it's spinning quickly in the opposite direction. But, you know, people say, what's the impact of the Super Bowl? The reason why people pay $7 million for an advertisement, even though, by the way, the ads have become increasingly woke and boring and not that good because I think the brands are afraid of offending anybody out there. And so humor is mostly gone and they're they're sort of antiseptic. But it's impossible to reach this big of an audience and, and at one point in time anywhere else in America. I mean, even the debates, even the debates which were as... Uh, popular and 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 sought after and 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 excited for exciting for so many people have a fraction oftentimes of the audience of the Super Bowl. So this seeing all these people in California flouting the mask rules, it should be a moment in time, I think, for Republicans to say masking is done. It shouldn't exist anywhere in this country, and it should be a drumbeat. It should happen every day. Every moment, all the time. Now, you know, it has been more than five minutes since I've seen Fauci on TV, too. I, He's I would disappeared love, a little I would bit, love, hasn't he? you know, all of a sudden he, he was he was kind of like a ten a day guy on the TV screens. It felt like, and now all of a sudden, you know, he was they doing some him out of the repertoire. He was doing some podcasts from the from the woodshed or the basement and the you know wherever you know he was popping up on some stuff. I haven't seen him in a while because I would love to get an answer from him about what we see going on here. And, you know, on, on the masking kids issue, because this is really their last. And, and I, I have talked to doctors recently, you know, friends of mine who are MDs about this, and they agree in until we get them to say that this didn't work, it's all just suspended. It will come back. And particularly in schools, this has become a fixation. It's like a virtue signaling fixation for the left. We mask our kids because we care. You know, it's like people who think they're better than you because they recycle. Now, people who think that advocating for mask mandates for children are better than you because they're protecting the children. Um, DeSantis points out no other country in the world that we're aware of, at least, is as crazy about this as new as uh, as America is. If you look at what CDC and Biden's administration did, they are outliers in the rest of the world. You look at all the other industrialized countries, not one country was as 
absolutely insane about force masking kids as the United States government was. And I'm proud to say in Florida, you know, we stood up to the Biden administration. We stood with the parents uh, and we stood with the well-being of the kids. And I can tell you, these kids are so much happier being able to go to school without having to wear masks for eight hours a day. So when you start to see them kind of reevaluate or say all this, just understand this. The science didn't change. Well, the medical science didn't change. The political science changed. They feel the heat. They have to fight against this realization, Clay, because every one of these decisions was actually rooted in politics. Every one of these decisions privileged politics over what the the science was actually saying about risk and about reality. I think we had a caller either last week or the week before who said that Biden wanted to make a grand pronouncement about COVID again in his State of the Union address. And it feels to me like he's waiting and now going to be behind in terms of making a grand pronouncement. And the the population, the public in general, has moved on. And to a large extent, it is signature events such as these that are back to 100% normalcy. Remember last year's Super Bowl wasn't really that normal, even though we started to have crowds present again they were making sure they were vaccinated, healthcare workers, all these things. This year, it felt normal if you were in a football stadium. And look, the reality is February in L.A., I didn't need to see the Super Bowl be normal because I was on the road. Buck, you were with me for one of those games. But every SEC football stadium was packed throughout the entire fall. And many NFL stadiums were packed as well. And there was no requirement that you had to have a COVID shot or something like that in order to get in. I mean, let's just look at some really obvious things that never get talked about because it doesn't go with the narrative. And the apparatus hates it when people just think for themselves. If what Rhonda, they haven't had masks in schools all year in Florida. Okay, we're now yeah. we're now it's mid-February. We're getting into March. No masks in schools. If that was dangerous. If children were at substantial risk and spreading it everywhere and everything else, don't you think that the almost 50 percent of Florida Democrats out there would be making constant reference to the failed policy of it's not even you can't wear a mask. It's just choice masking, if you right. Wouldn't we be hearing all the time, Clay, about what a massive failure that was? Remember when they used to do that? Georgia reopening too early back in 2020 was an experiment in human sacrifice. That was the headline that. We never hear about it from Florida, from Democrats in Florida, from anybody, because it didn't happen because it doesn't matter. They totally have abandoned that argument. We got a lot to get into, by the way, today. Monster revelations from an indictment in the Durham investigation surrounding the alleged, I still have to say, because we haven't had any official uh, proving of this yet in a court of law in terms of a conviction but pretty strong allegations about hacking into the Trump campaign and the early part of the Trump presidency by Hillary Clinton and her operatives. We're going to talk about that. We've got Donald Trump Jr. scheduled to join us uh, in the in about 40 minutes from now at the top of the second hour. But much to discuss from the weekend. The Canadian truckers continuing to stack wins. We will discuss that and more. In the meantime, Switching your cell phone service to the company we believe in is a no-brainer. Pure Talk is a great alternative to the kind of relationship you likely have with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. They raise your fees, and we all have a tendency to deal with it. You don't have to anymore. You don't have to be chained to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Pure Talk gives you 
the same 5G service on the same network as one of those companies on the same cell phone towers for a fraction of the price. Plus, remember this, you get to keep your phone and keep your number while saving 50% or more each month. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data with a hotspot for just 55 bucks a month. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. No contracts, no smoke and mirrors, just pure transparency. Then for this month only, Enter the promo code PureTalk. You'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code PureTalk. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge, I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The idea that, and this has happened to me, where you get on an elevator and people refuse to wear a mask. And your choices are to either get off the elevator or to get on the elevator and to tell them to wear a mask. That should not be a problem in the United States Congress. And I really believe that our colleagues who refuse to even adhere to the basic norms of civility are undermining our democracy. And of course, we're seeing it in all kinds of even more serious ways, like the January 6th insurrection is is just part of that and part of the attempt to take down a legitimate democracy from functioning in the way it should function. 
Not wearing a mask with me in the elevator is just like the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> that was a member of Congress. That was J- uh, Congresswoman Jayapal. Just so you understand, that they these are the things that Democrats say now. When you refuse to mask up, you're destroying this democracy. You heard her there. Which is fascinating on so many levels, because this is, as I've said so many times, all evidence of a serious anxiety disorder. And anxiety disorders are, you know, very difficult, very difficult, but you need to deal with them and not expect everybody else to cater to your anxiety disorder. You have to deal with your anxiety disorder, uh, even if you're a member of Congress. But this is fascinating as well, because Clay, the uh, the member of Congress here saying, if you don't mask up when you get on an elevator with somebody, you're a she, I mean, just to be clear, undermining our democracy is what she said. Don't mask up on the elevator. She's going to restaurants and bars and I'm sure parties and whatever else. No one's got masks on. But when you step on an elevator with me, sir, without a mask on for that 20 second ride, you're undermining our democracy. Meanwhile, Washington, D.C. has announced just today they are getting rid of the indoor mask mandate in two weeks. They're getting rid of it everywhere except get ready for this. Schools and some other, you know, uh, locations. So like is that March? Homes. March first, they're March doing 1st. away with it. March now, what 1st. about the is, what about the from... vaccine, uh, like the COVID vaccine card or whatever thing you have to show to get into places there? So on March first, masks will still be required to. Uh, let me see: schools, childcare facilities, and libraries. I mean, I mean, schools and child care facilities, Buck. I mean, this is crazy because they have the largest group of people who have the lowest risk. Yeah. I mean, if anything, we should be reversing it like you should. If you look, there should be no mask. Wait, there's there's right? more, though, by the way, there's oh, yeah. public transit. Ta- I'm reading from the mayor's order right now. Yes. Public transit, taxis and rideshare, of course, Uber, D.C. government facilities. So you, you basically businesses, houses of worship, gyms, restaurants. Masks will no longer be required, and I think they're also dropping the vaccine requirement there, too. But I have to check on that. I have to check on that. They're definitely dialing back the mask thing. But in schools, Clay, they're keeping it in schools. If you were actually, look, there should be no masks, rule one. But if you were going to actually look at the data and science, the very first place you would remove the mask mandate is child care and schools, beyond a shadow of a doubt, based on low risk factors. Our friends at the Oxford Gold Group are doing something really smart for investors in gold and other precious metals. They've made it so you can have real gold and silver delivered to your door. It's gold or silver you've purchased as a hedge against inflation as a way to protect the value of your savings account. The same thing can happen with your IRA or 401k. They can deposit real gold and silver into your retirement accounts. The Oxford Gold Group, the industry leader in precious metals, is offering gold and silver at the lowest prices on the market. The Oxford Gold Group will beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Get gold you can hold or get real gold in your IRA or 401k today. Call the Oxford Gold Group to get a free precious metals investment guide by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and just say the words gold IRA. That's dial pound 250 on your cell phone right now and say the keywords gold IRA. You'll receive their free precious metals investment guide. They'll answer all your questions. Dial pound 250, say gold IRA. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. It is Valentine's Day. I feel like I should say this multiple times because I guarantee you when I just said, I guarantee you, Buck, when I just said that, every time I'm going to say it, 
there's going to be thousands of guys out there that are like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no, I blew it. You're focused on the Super Bowl. Valentine's Day is a Monday, kind of a tough spot to be in. You're coming out of the weekend, and yep, you could be in for it. You could be in for it. I mean, so some people just remember some, some people probably have some new Tommy John drinking some Black Rifle coffee and sitting back right. with the savings they have from Pure Talk while they're getting more money because they're paying less for their mortgage because of American Finance. I'm just saying, you know, we gave people a lot of Valentine's Day options here. No doubt. Uh, Buck, I want to talk about the Canadian truckers here for a moment. CBC News, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, they have a headline that they put up yesterday. The headline, I'm not making this up. You can go check it out on my Twitter feed right now. The word, this word has become common among far-right groups, experts say. This word, oh my, a lot of you out there thinking, oh my goodness, what, what could the word be? This word has become common among far-right groups, experts say. The word, freedom. The F word. The F word. The new F word in Canada is freedom. Now, some positive news here, and then we're going to unpack Bill Maher just destroying Justin Trudeau. But I saw right before we came on, you were giving us an update on Washington, D.C., Ontario, which I believe... Again, my Canadian knowledge is not very good. I apologize to all of our Canadian listeners. I believe Ontario is the most populous of the Canadian 13 Canadian provinces. Look at you with the Canadian I, provinces I, I could flex, be, Mr. I Travis. could be totally wrong on that. Dub, look that up and see if I'm correct. But Ontario has announced that they are going to be removing many of the restrictions that exist. I am correct on that, all right, that exist in Canada which is yet another win for these Canadian truckers as they continue to fight for the big F word freedom. Before we dive in, yeah, I just wanted to go back to the the F word freedom for a second here and how the CBC unironically is like, there are all these bad people using yes. the freedom word. Um, this is not new. One of the things that the left does very well and and people on the right, because we... we believe in in individual agency and choice and and dare i say freedom we're much less likely to try to police the language that others use they police language all the time and they'll even get to extremes where they'll take terms that are entirely innocuous and try to make them problematic try to make them something so they'll not only change their language to hide you know this is what we from a legal alien to a legal immigrant to undocumented right i mean that's one of the most the most clear examples of this there are tons of of political speech examples but you remember clay when they were doing the targeting and this was a real thing everybody try to rem- try to remind folks of this when the irs was targeting opponents of the obama regime do you know what one of the primary things they looked for when they were doing their you know stopping of essentially the tea party groups patriot if you had the word patriot anywhere in your nonprofit application you were getting dinged, you were getting held up, you were getting audited. So Patriot became a signifier for bad people. And now in Canada, freedom is becoming, isn't it so fascinating? Freedom is becoming a signifier for bad people. Just like, by the way, anyone who uses the term undermining our democracy ever also puts their pronouns in their email signature and also walks around uh, with two masks on outside alone. Like these things all go together. Unless they're at the Super Bowl, in which case they don't wear masks at all. Uh, Bill Maher. Did you see also, Buck, by the way, Bill Maher went out, I think it was in San Francisco to do a comedy routine and got heckled. 
um, by the crowd because uh, because he's willing to uh, to challenge prevailing left wing orthodoxies. He's, I would just say he's really a liberal. He's kind of a libertine. If we're going to he's like a maximum liberty guy on a lot of issues, not on everything, yeah. but a lot of issues. Here he is blasting Justin Trudeau. This is from real time. Uh, his or polit- whatever that sh- I think real time, right? Uh, his show on HBO blasting Justin Trudeau for sounding like Hitler. This is a couple of weeks ago. He was or maybe this is September, but he was talking about people who are not vaccinated. He said they don't believe in science. They're often misogynistic, often racist. No, they're Ooh. not. He said, but they take up space. And with that, we have to make a choice in terms of a leader as a country. Do we tolerate these people? It's like, tolerate these? Now you do sound like no, him. Uh, and recently he talked about them holding holding unacceptable views. Wow. This, I'm yeah. surprised to hear that Trudeau said those things. You didn't see the blackface? I mean, he, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. About it. I'm, not, I'm not, I mean, that was not a good look for him. But I, I, I mean, come on. I mean, that's, I think, what gets under people's skin. Can we just first of all, what he's saying is so it's so obviously true that that's crazy. And that was Marianne Williamson. Remember when yes. she ran for president? Oh, Actually, yeah. she's going to run for president again. I think I, I just did uh, Greg Gutfeld's show with her, which was which was interesting. Oh, really? She she went. She did Fox News. She I didn't did. Even know she that. went in there and she said she is a nice lady with some loony Credit ideas. She's got yeah. some loony ideas, but she's a nice lady, and we we. I am cordial to her, and she is cordial to me. And that's I give how her credit I, for doing Fox News because, look, I mean, it's the biggest audience out there. So in late uh, night TV, which is a, I mean, yeah, they're crushing the Colbert show and a, a lot of uh, a lot of nights, a lot of the demo. But Clay, on on the point about about Trudeau, can we just take a step back from? You know, we had Dr. Marty McCary on the show last week. They've been making people take the shot in this country and in other countries like Canada, irrespective of natural immunity. Which means that in millions of cases, they have been forcing people to do something for which there is literally no good faith medical argument whatsoever to do. None. I mean, put aside the individual agency and freedom from vaccine argument as a separate argument. I just mean making people who already had COVID, like making people who just had Omicron get a, get another shot or get a booster is outrageous. Yes. No, it, it it is totally crazy, and there's no scientific basis to support it at all. Which is why, when we're talking about Ontario lifting its uh, its restrictions, many of them, and Washington D.C. doing it as well, starting on March 1st, my question is: How quickly is the idea that you have to show a vaccine passport to, for instance, take your kids to get chicken McNuggets at McDonald's going to vanish? And I say that because. For all the people out there who are arguing this is necessary, never in any of our lives have we ever had to show proof of vaccination, to my knowledge, Buck, for anything other than maybe going to uh, maybe going to school, right, and or maybe going to college. But to enter a business, the idea that you would have to show that you had been vaccinated has never existed. Like that very idea itself, it's radical. And we need to talk about it as being a radical proposition and a personal imposition on so many different people as it pertains to their individual freedoms and their health uh, health rights. Like, regardless of what you think about COVID, the idea that you have to show your vaccines to go to McDonald's is crazy. They've also never wrestled with a concept that I think is really important. And this is where you get into, you know, the epidemiology. And I, I rely on doctors just like you do that I know to bring me up to speed on these things. Right. I have no medical training. Um, and, and I just sit here and I, I want everyone to understand 
Now, when you're talking about measles and mumps and rubella and uh, and smallpox and these other vaccination campaigns in the past, those are stable viruses. They do not mutate and they do not mutate with anywhere near the speed that we've seen with covid to try to get to herd immunity for a virus that seems to mutate about every what? At least every six months so far. We're we're just going to be you're going to be playing catch up forever because the last version of the vaccine doesn't protect you from at least getting it may help your body fight it off, but from getting the most recent variant. So this was wrongheaded from the very beginning. And there's animal reservoirs for this virus, too, which means that it can mutate and spread from the animal population to the American. I mean, to, sorry, to the human and American yeah. population. We're never going to get rid of it. Yeah. Right. And uh, and that's why anybody who's trying to compare this to measles or mumps. I mean, it is more akin, frankly, to the flu shot. Yeah. Well, now, how uh, long, what you, have you been saying this for about 18 months? I feel like I've yes. been saying this for about 18 months. And yes. here we are now. Well, if you ever mention COVID in relationship with the flu, they would censor you back in the day. And they go right? crazy. Like the idea that you could even compare the two was completely unacceptable. That's where we are. COVID has become a new flu, and it's never going away. And sooner or later, we have to get used to living with it. 9-11, 2,977 people were killed in terror attacks on American soil just over 20 years ago. Shortly thereafter, Tunnel the Tower started supporting America's heroes and their families, and they have continued that effort ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel the Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring the family stability. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel the Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now, thanks to Operation Home Base, Tunnel the Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, need your help. That's why you can help the heroes and their families join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Clay and Buck Show. We are going to dive into the latest in the Russia collusion conspiracy, anti-Trump conspiracy, that is, with Donald Trump Jr. coming up here in just a few moments. The former DNI Ratcliffe saying uh, during the investigation from the Durham probe that there are a whole lot of indictments coming and that Hillary may have known the allegations that she may have known about an effort to hack into servers tied directly to President Trump during the election? This is bombshell stuff. I know that word gets abused a lot, but this qualifies. Before we dive into that, though, and we also will be getting to your calls uh, later on in the next hour when we can, for sure. So please uh, be patient with us. But we wanted to talk to you for a second about the culture. And there are two things. One thing we could talk about is the uh, the Super Bowl show from halftime show, I should say, from last night. And the other one is the Oscars uh, have been announced, right? And, Clay, first of all, have you seen any of these movies so far that are nominated for Best I Picture? I bet I haven't. Oscar? I haven't even seen who the nominees are. So just to give you a unless, sense of this. Unless Spider-Man or Encanto are on that, the answer is probably no. This blew my mind. Spider-Man, uh, what is it called? The new one? I haven't seen it. The, oh, No Way Home has grossed. Wait, oh, gross nine million over the weekend, but is the fourth highest grossing movie ever, ever, all time up there. You know, that's up there with like Jurassic Park and E.T. and Avatar. Yeah. And- now, one thing they managed to do, Buck, is they don't index for inflation. So they're always going to be an advantage on the newer move, especially now with 7.5% inflation. Totally valid. But isn't this like the 10th Spider? Like, literally, I think there have been seven or eight Spider-Man movies, at least at this point. Anyway. Yeah, we took the boys. And, uh, and of course, the boys love it. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I go see every uh, just about superhero movie because I've got three young boys and they love all of them. Right. My 14, my 11, my seven year old. Um, so as a family, we often go watch these. So we're that these are wheelhouse movies for me. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Now, all these Oscar films that are nominated last year was the first. I used to go see everything. I used to love the movies. Last year was the first year, I think, that so, I'd never seen any of the Oscar movies. I guarantee you I haven't seen any of them this so year. Just all of these movies together, which includes Don't Look Up, which is isn't that like a climate change? Oh, I actually or saw something? that one. That That's on Netflix. Oh, see, you have seen it. Yeah. Um, licorice Pizza. I never heard of this. Belfast, I have a no. feeling that's a sad one. Yeah, um, probably not a happy one. Coda, uh, what else do we have here? I can't even read some of these. Uh, Drive My Car, I've never even heard of that one. And, okay, Dune. I saw Dune, and if you read the Frank Herbert classic, I will say it is an excellent 
film adaptation of it. So uh, so Dune's a good movie. I don't know if it made a lot of money or not. Dune is actually a good movie. But we bring this up just because of all of the Oscar-nominated films. Usually they get talked about again. Yep. Less, than a, less than a million dollar gross over the weekend. Now, COVID obviously playing a big part of this. But the, the bigger thing for me, Clay, than the, than the receipts for this, so to speak, is I've I've never heard of of the what are we uh, ten movies nominated? I've heard of two of them before now. Just to go show, yeah. like, what is Hollywood doing these days? They have lost their ability to speak to the masses, right? They speak to an elite subset, and they've lost their ability to speak to the masses. And like, I got to give credit. I mean, you and I are around the same age. I understand some people out there did not like the Super Bowl halftime show. But I grew up on Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem in many ways. That was a 1990s era halftime show, right? If you were in bars, restaurants, college, high school in the 1990s, you probably really liked last night. That that whole halftime show was a throwback to people who were in high school, college, and maybe recent grads circa 1995. You know, that's maybe 94, 95. That's when all those songs were really popular um, I, you know, did I didn't? I'm somebody who grew up listening to that music. I will say I I don't really listen to much hip hop anymore. Um, I haven't in some time. I don't time. listen to much music at all anymore. Now my kids listen to everything that's current, so I hear a lot of it from them. What I would say in general is I would like to go back to the 1990s and early 2000s era when we embraced creative freedom for everyone. Because if you go look at rap lyrics, as you as if you look at many lyrics in music of all different types, very borderline sometimes in what is being said. But we give them the creative freedom. Sometimes I don't know if, I don't know if it's line. even borderline. I think I think you could actually make a strong case for. Gosh, I'm going to use the word misogyny and not be making fun of the people using it. I, I, I think, think that look, there's. I would I would rather have too much. That's going on in terms of creative freedom, which is why I think this whole cancel culture era is so awful, because if you use Joe Rogan, for instance, as an example, we've got artists trying to cancel other artists, right? Whether you like whatever his name is, Neil Young or not, when he comes out and says what Joe Rogan is doing is an art form, right? A long podcast interview is an art form. What we're doing in radio is an art form of sorts, right? Clay, we are artists. Yeah, we're artists. And we bien sûr. I don't remember an era in my life when artists who are supposed to, through their nuance and exploration of larger issues, advance our cultural understanding and conversation surrounding so many complex issues, when they are trying to get things canceled, it represents a fundamental attack upon art itself. And I I just find it hard to believe that... Yeah, they even understand like they're I, they're swept up in the cancel culture mob, just like so many other idiots. But this are. is about power dynamics, right? It's not to really about extent. principle for these different groups that want to cancel people. And this is why the building of alternative platforms and the understanding. I mean, one thing we'll be talking about when we look at the uh, the deep state Russia collusion narrative is a lot of those people got taken care of. They get book deals. They get. Speaking engagements, the ones who were the most involved in the lies about Trump and Russia and all the rest of it. You see this in in a cultural sense, too. You know, if you're a good soldier for the left, so to speak, 
You get away with more. You can always come back. You can, and people on the right often go, eh, you know, someone got canceled. Eh, they'll figure it out. You know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll go open an auto body shop somewhere or something, <laughs> you know, which is hard to do actually, but you know what I'm saying. And, you know, it's, it's, it's time that people actually see this for what it is. They're going to keep canceling us while they have the power to do it. We're not going to convince them through our arguments to make them stop. So we have to create some, uh, artillery, so to speak, in the free speech battle on our side. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans. who's was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.